0: It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope.
1: Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. Today, my show is entitled It's Okay Not to Be Okay. If you heard last week's show, it was called Sign, Signs, and Everywhere Are Signs, and that was a show about the signs that are often in our lives that should prompt us to look for God for answers, because going through life alone sometimes can really suck, and it causes a lot of hell in our life. Well, today, I want to speak to parents and grandparents. Are you noticing signs of depression, anxiety? or erratic behavior with your children or your grandchildren. Our young'uns are often crying out for help, but we miss a lot of the signs sometimes because we just passively say, hey, you're going to be okay, just hang in there, you're tough. And it touches me personally because at the age of 11, I had contemplated suicide. But I got a copy of a book a few weeks ago. It's called Messy Hope, Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, and Suicidal Ideation by Lori Wildenberg. So I had to review it, and I loved the book. In fact, I loved the book so much that I invited Lori to join me today and discuss her book, Messy Hope. Let me introduce you to my guest today, Lori Wildenberg. Lori is a mom of a daughter who has wrestled with depression. She is passionate about helping parents help their children navigate a messy life. Lori is a licensed parent and family educator, national speaker, and author or co-author of six parenting books. I'm so glad to have Lori as part of my show today. Lori, welcome to get the hell out of your life. How are you today?
0: Oh, it's great to be here with you, Ron. I'm I'm doing well. Why
1: is your book titled Messy Hope?
0: Oh, gosh, that's a great question. And the reason messy hope is hope really springs forth when we are in the middle of the mess. And it's not, it's not a clean response. It's, it's a supernatural one that occurs in the hardness of life in the struggles that we go through in the messes. Yeah. This, this book was a tough one to write, Ron. Um, the reason I wrote it is because my uh, one of my kiddos has struggled with um, depression. And when she was in college, she actually had, um, praise the Lord, a failed suicide attempt. And because of our experiences um, with this issue of depression and anxiety, And suicidal ideation. Um, This book, God continued to prod me to write. And I was resistant to it, to be honest, because it was a scary one to write. And I ended up writing it because my daughter, a few years after she had had this experience, her failed attempt, she wrote a blog to reach out to people who were experiencing depression, to encourage them, to encourage them to get help, to let them know that they weren't alone. And that blog was pretty hard to read because she talked about her feelings during that time. But that was the prodding that I needed to know that it was okay to ask her if she would allow me to tell some of her story and if she would be willing to have her voice in a book for parents on how to help their kiddos either prevent or to overcome these mental health issues. And she was very agreeable to it. She wanted to do this. And then once we got started working on the project, I'd have moments of big fear that this was going to push her back into that that dark place Um, and I kept checking in with her if she was okay and how she was doing and one of the beautiful most beautiful answers she gave me is you know mom I have to tell you that it I really can't hardly even relate to that person anymore because I look at life so differently now and then I knew it was okay to go ahead
1: I know there's a part in your book that really caught my attention. Here it is on page 81. It says there's a new lonely that young people are now experiencing. What do you mean by that? There's a new lonely that young people are now experiencing.
0: You know, that whole social media really um, contributes to this because they are connecting with people virtually, but not physically and not, you know, in the same same space. And as they are going through this, they withdraw often from the people that are in their actual sphere of physical sphere and are connecting with people online. And that's contributing to isolation, which contributes to the loneliness, which is just this great big, huge cycle. And, you know, the withdrawing is really, it's a very big concern.
1: Listeners, I'm speaking with uh, Lori Wildenberg. She is an author, national speaker, educator, and she's written this book called Messy Hope, Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, and Suicidal Ideation. And uh, she's so kind enough to visit with me. You know, in your book, Lori, you mentioned that resilience is not enough. What do you mean by that?
0: Resilience is a great start. And it's one of the cogs of the wheel of hope. But it's just one. And I think if we only rely on resilience, if we only think of that to help our kids to learn how to persevere through the hard things, that I visualize resilience like a piece of a laugh. And you can keep stretching and stretching and stretching it. And you bounce back and you bounce back and then you bounce back a little bit less and a little bit less because pretty soon resilience is just not going to be enough. And that elastic is going to be stretched so much that there is no more bouncing back. Our kids need supernatural hope. They need to, as they're growing up and as we raise our kids, we need more than resilience. We we need a different perspective on a way to look at life. We need prayer. We need to understand that we can ask for and receive help and that there's no shame in that. There's a lot of cogs in the wheel of supernatural hope that need to be implemented, not just resilience.
1: You say reality is more important than positivity. Can you explain this? (laughs)
0: You know, while I was researching for the book, that really shocked me because I thought, well, it's more, you know, like pull up your bootstraps or this isn't so bad. Um, You know, those sort of comments um, are actually very dismissive of a person who is struggling just to get through the day. And if we can approach life by understanding that, you know what, yeah, the truth is, life can be hard. And the truth is, we are going to have things that make us sad, that we might grieve over, that make us angry. Things that uh, we are fearful about. We are going to live, our kids are going to live a whole life. And if we only camp on positivity and happiness, our kids are going to feel like they're not doing life right. And life is really lived in the unexpected. And that's where we need to, not in the sense of waiting for the next shoe to drop, but to be prepared and to allow our kids to experience experience some hardships so that when the bigger hardships arrive they are able to walk through those and handle them
1: you know that is so true. I have every so often, once in a while, somebody will say, "Ron, I, I listen to your program, but I I wish it was just a little bit more positive." I said, "Well, listen, it's it's very positive. You would listen to the whole thing, but you can't skate around things with all these nice words and being happy all the time. Sometimes you just have to talk to people about reality. What's really going on out there?" And I think that's what you were trying to say.
0: Yeah, I agree because. Otherwise, it's very dismissive and it, you know, it's, it's called toxic positivity when you keep throwing that out and you're unable to hear somebody else's struggle. That's not meeting them where they're at, allowing them to express their sadness or frustration or anger, glossing over it. You know, we need to be able to deal with real life issues, real life things.
1: Absolutely. Listeners, that is Lori Wildenberg. She's a mom of a daughter who has wrestled with depression. She is passionate about helping parents help their children navigate a messy life. And she is so kind to visit with us today. She's got a book. It's called Messy Hope, and we will tell you how to get a copy in just a few minutes. Now, in your books, you have the crostic hope, H-O-P-E. Could you unpack this for us?
0: Yes, I would love to unpack it for you. These are some of the cogs to the wheel of hope. And I think they're four of probably the most important ones. The letter H stands for help and helper. As we are raising our kids, we want to develop relationships that are interdependent versus independent. An independent person feels the need to handle life on their own, the Lone Ranger, so to speak. Someone who is interdependent in within their family system knows that their family is there to rejoice with them and to mourn with them, where we help each other out, where there's no shame in asking for and receiving help. And in fact, asking for and receiving help is a brave and courageous thing. And our God, I just, this blows me away. In Psalms, David calls him our helper. The Lord of the universe is our helper. So it's also a supernatural interaction to have help and to receive help and to ask for help and to be a helper. So that is a good and godly trait that we want woven into our family. Uh, The letter O is to have an out of the box perspective. Now, this isn't something that we want to toss in and say to somebody when they're going through a hard. This is something that we want to build into our family prior to the hard time. This is prevention. This is, you know, moving forward in our parenting rather than trying to fix something in the moment. Because you can just imagine if someone's going through a hard time and you say to them, hey, you know, that um, God's got something better for you. In the middle of them struggling with a thing that they're grieving of with their loss, that's not going to feel very compassionate or empathetic. And it could even cause the person to argue and to, to go even deeper with their grief and not then share it, maybe even to go underground with that. So an out-of-the-box perspective is something to do training beforehand. Um, We can look at uh, thankfulness and gratefulness. That's one way. Stepping back from a big problem and figuring out what's going to be the best way to solve that problem and separating facts from feelings and dealing with the facts with that out-of-the-box perspective so that we can continue to move forward. The letter P is for prayer, and prayer is is critical to pray for your children to pray with your children to have a prayer partner when you can't pray and I've been in that space where I felt like it's too much it's too hard I can't even pray about this any longer to have someone that would come alongside and be our prayer partner is really critical and for your kids to see you do these things to model that and as your kids get older to regularly ask them how can I pray for you? Prayer is a critical piece of grabbing on and clinging on to hope. And then finally, to expect the unexpected. As we were talking, life isn't just all happy. And I think perhaps now maybe we really get that concept pretty well. People used to say all I want is for my kids to be happy. Well, they would only live a fourth of a life because they also need, to develop various skills that come from sad things and things that frustrate us and make us angry and things that make us fearful. Because if we don't have the sad, we will never understand how to offer compassion or empathy to anyone. We won't be able to relate. If we don't have the anger used in a righteous way, righteous anger, I'm not talking about sinful anger, but if you can take that anger and channel it into problem solving, that is something that can be a very powerful way to tackle some of life's big problems. And then fear for our kids to be able to take some risks, not risky risks, but and to face some fears so that they are able to be brave and courageous. And life is lived, not just in the happy place, but also in all of these other places. And for us to provide our kids the skills to help them as they navigate a real life.
1: Yeah. So well put, you know, that comment you said that a lot of parents say, well, I want my kids to have a happy life. I've had that conversation with people and they do everything for their child. And I said, well, you know, sometimes you just got to teach kids how to do life. Well, you know, Ron, I, I just want a, a better life for my kid than what I had and all the struggles. But then I s- turned it around and said, well, look, you're, you're doing well. You survived. You're here. That's a story in itself. We've got yeah. to teach our kids that life is tough, but with God, with faith, with hope, with prayer, we can get through this and we become stronger.
0: Yeah. You know, as parents, it's really in our DNA to protect our kids. Yeah. That that is something that we do. So it is hard that back. And take a total backseat. What we can do is to come alongside. And I think coming alongside is that whole idea of interdependency, you know, to talk through problems, to help guide, to ask questions, to to encourage. But if we go before and Really prevent these things from happening we're doing our child a disservice because they're not able to build up those spiritual muscles and those persistent muscles and those resilient muscles.
1: you know I interviewed a an author a few years ago, and uh, she had one comment that has really stuck out with me, and I said, if you could tell one thing to parents out there or moms, uh, what would you tell them and she said that they don't need another best friend. They need a parent. They need somebody that will really, you know, teach them about life. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yes, I do. And they only have, you know, one mom and one dad. Right. Um, And so that's a unique position that the Lord has given us. And it's an honorable one. And yes, you know, we can have a great relationship with our kids. I think that's really important. But they do have a lot of friends and friends kind of come and go. But parents stay and do remember that um, we have a unique position and we can really be, you know, that person that can really help guide our kids during this time. But to have fun with our kids, of course, I'm all about that. (laughs) We want to be able to have a great relationship and enjoy each other. And, you know, the relationship is critical.
1: Listeners, you're hearing Lori, uh, Wildenberg. She's got a book it's in my hand. It's called messy hope. In fact, she's got a few books she's written and, uh, we're going to tell you how to get a copy in just a few minutes. I noticed, uh, Lori going through your book, you really have some unique features in the book. Tell the listeners about that.
0: Thanks for, for bringing that up. So each chapter, at the end of each chapter, has both hope busters and hope builders, and hopeful truths. And the hope busters are things, of course, that we we'd like to avoid. And for instance, um, having our to avoid having our kids have perpetual social media use, to avoid the expectation of perfectionism. Uh, hope, hope builders are things that we can do that will build hope up in our kids. Identifying real fear from false fear, things that are actually true, not imagined. And being able to say, okay, so with this false fear, what if such and such happens? Say, what if, if I get a D, I can still, you know, I can take another class, I can still pass the class if I get some tutoring so it it pushes us it can push us hope builders can push us into a place of problem solving and and that's empowering remembering and documenting ways that God has shown up in difficult times so that we can remember where God is faithful because when we are in a hard time we can kind of forget that Um, there's also the hopeful truths like for instance biblical heroes have suffered from fear, anxiety, and depression doesn't mean you don't have a faith if you struggle with these things. That's a truth. Biblical heroes have struggled with these issues and to know that God is always with us. And then each chapter concludes with a prayer and then a verse.
1: I I think this is one of the best books that I have read in a long time. And listeners, I'm gonna tell you in just a minute where you can uh or Lori will where you can get a copy of this book. So Lori, obviously you have a ministry. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry.
0: Oh gosh, thank you. So um my ministry, there's kind of a couple facets to it. I I do writing and I write articles for various places and and you know, like books like we're talking about now. Um I also have a ministry called uh, First Corinthians Thirteen Parenting, which um, does a couple things. It uh, that is my parent coaching and consulting ministry, and also um, I have a team of people that I can connect with if we are asked to do conferences. And so, so there's that side of the ministry, and then there's the social media side. Which is my Moms Together Facebook uh, page and group. The Facebook page um, now has, I'm, I'm thinking like 23,000 followers and the Facebook group. Oh, I think we're approaching like 2,500, maybe more. I kind of forget moms or grandmoms in the Facebook Moms Together group. And uh, the group is an encouraging place, it is an equipping place, and it's also inspirational.
1: Well, Lori, how do the listeners reach out to you and how do they buy a copy of this incredible book called Messy Hope?
0: Uh, yes. So um, if you want more information about, about me or about my ministries, um, head over to com. L O R I W I L D E N E E R G dot com. Uh, that's how you can find out a little bit more information. To get the book um, Messy Hope Help Your Child Overcome Anxiety, Depression, or Suicidal Ideation, you can find that online wherever you purchase your book. So, uh, and probably some of the easiest places to find Messy Hope would be, of course, Amazon, uh, my publishers, newhopepublishers.com.
1: Lori, before you go, will you encourage the listeners and also end us with prayer?
0: Oh, I would love to. So I'm going to first read a verse, and then I'll throw out a couple of encouraging words. So this verse, John sixteen thirty three. here Jesus is dealing with reality, right? He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three. Take heart. I have overcome the world, Jesus says. And he also tells us, yep, there's going to be trouble. And then I'd like to leave with just a couple um, thoughts. It's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. and to ask your kids the hard question how are you doing today and check in with them and and ask them the hard question have you considered taking your life if you are worried that your child is in that place you asking that question is not going to push them over the edge but it will give them the opportunity to release that responsibility of Oh, I don't know if I can tell my mom this or my dad this, they won't be able to handle it. So ask the hard question. And then finally, we're we're in a society where we're always talking about thriving versus surviving. But let me say that there are times where surviving is victory. And yeah. to remember that. Amen. And um Should I close us in prayer now?
1: Oh, please do. Thank you, Lori.
0: Uh, Lord God, thank you so much for Ron and for his listeners. And I pray that um, whoever is out there listening, whoever needs this message, Lord, that you would encourage them in their situation. Let them know that you are with them. The God of the universe is with them. Let them know that. Help them to be brave, to reach out to their child, to ask the hard questions, to be brave, to seek help. Lord, there is no shame in us looking for help. And you, God, you call yourself our helper. Help us to remember that you are with us and that you are our helper. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: What a blessing. Lori Wildenberg, listeners, the book is called Messy Hope, and she has other books. You've got to go to her website, and that is loriewildenberg.com, correct? Correct. Lori, one last thing. How do you get the hell out of your life?
0: Oh, that is a great question. Yeah, the, the struggles, the heartache, the hardship. I would say one big way to do that is to pray and to ask God to help you in those hard times. So I think to get the hell out of your life, I think you really have to rely on the Lord and prayer.
1: Well, Lori, you're doing a good thing. You are really, really a blessing to a lot of folks. And I just encourage you to never stop. Now, I need to know about all your books now. So we need to have you on (laughs) on a regular basis. And I've already put a little note here next to conference, a little star. So who knows what the future holds. But thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with us.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. And you are a gracious host.
1: Well, thank you so much. Well, friends, Lori was such a great guest. I picked up some nuggets that I will share with other people. And remember this, it's okay not to be okay. You don't need to know all the answers. God has all the answers. It's time for you and I to help everybody we know get the hell out of their life. Until next week, this is Ron Myers reminding you that I love you, God loves you, and it's time for you to get the hell out of your life the
0: Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website,
1: thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next
0: week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.